and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner with Cheese Doodles in My Mouth. <laughs> We're the founders of CoolMomFix.com. And on this episode, guess what? We are not talking about coronavirus, except for the fact that we are completely quarantined. And so we are watching all the things. Yes, we're going to take a little break from talking about some of the more serious topics we've been covering here on Spawned. And we're going to share, I don't know, we're going to talk about one of our most favorite things to talk about, our hobbies, our profession these days, binge watching. (laughs) So much to watch, so much time. So many people have talked about like, oh, I have all this time. I'm going to take up knitting. I'm going to take up embroidery. And I'm really relieved to read all the articles that are like, your brain is not working properly. Give yourself a break. You do not have to accomplish things. You do not have to write King Lear like Shakespeare did during the plague. <laughs> like, I, I, So it gave me permission to just like watch more shows, honestly. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to share what we're loving, what you, our listeners and readers have recommended to us, all of it. And we will be right back after this. This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Gigantosaurus the Game. The new game by Outright Games is now available on Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC. If your kids love the TV show or are just huge dinosaur fans, they are going to love this exciting new game. Based on the popular Disney Junior show, Gigantosaurus the Game combines adventure, puzzles, and racing with up to 12 hours of story gameplay for kids 4 to 8. Race your dino friends to discover the secrets of Gigantosaurus and save the world, whether your kids are playing alone or with the whole family. Or alone. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Gigantosaurus, the game, is available now for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on Amazon.com or find it at GameStop.com, Target.com, or just download it direct on your console and other retailers. Don't go out. Stay home. Download Gigantosaurus, the game. So, Liz, let's talk about binge watching. Tis the season. (laughs) Yeah, I really meant what I was saying before, that I am not getting a lot of productive things done. I am exercising, believe it or not. I know some people are going, I think we're all kind of like doing the opposite. Like, you usually are really good at exercising and you're like, nah. (laughs) Well, I did buy a Peloton, Liz, so I don't know if you can really say that about me. It's coming tomorrow. So, no, my goal is to get ripped. I I am, I'm even like (laughs) lifting weights. I'm doing dance. So, I don't know. I feel like we're kind of giving ourselves permission to do whatever it is we need to do to get through the hours or days or weeks. And one of those may be eating anything you want, like cheese doodles that are still stuck in my teeth, or (laughs) one of them may be binge watching. Yeah, and it's okay. You're in a closet. I'm not there with you. I can't see the Cheetos in your teeth, so feel free. We are safe distance (laughs) podcasting. But I think we're watching more series than movies these days. I don't know about you, but there's something about having a lot of time. And, you know, there's so many good series these days. You know, I know I have like 12 hours of Umbrella Academy to go. It's kind of more fun than, you know, you watch a... Well, you know, a whole season. But it's, That's it's true. I don't know, it's like more fun for the kids than, you know, just having like a movie and then it's over. They they really like the idea of series lately. So I'm like, all right, let's watch series. How about you guys? Well, I have to say, we did actually binge watch all three of the Charlie's Angels movies. So it's kind of funny <gasps> because usually we are. Yeah, we saw the new one with Kristen Stewart just now. How is it? It's campy and awesome. I mean, is they're it? fun. 
fun. They're super fun. I just suggested the other night that we watch the older one, the like Drew Barrymore one, and the kids are like, eh. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You will love this. No, my girls loved it. My son isn't a movie watcher, really, like other than Star Wars or the Marvel movies, but my girls all loved it. And so we, okay. so, but we tend to lean towards series for the reasons that you mentioned. Like, I love movies. They're great, but there's something kind of nice. I think especially these days when we're kind of wondering how long we're going to be home. It's kind of nice to think, okay, we have something to look forward to next week because basically there's nothing on our calendar. <laughs> so it's kind of nice <laughs> to think, very strange oh, we'll thing. something next week. My calendar is like nothing, 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 nothing. And then it's like, call Kristen for the podcast. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Debbie Allen's Instagram dance workout. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> Yeah, sounds familiar. I bet a lot of people are in the same boat. So we've had family time watching, Mm -hmm. but also like there are certain shows that just Sage and I watch or just Thalia and I watch. And it's given me a way to have time alone with them and look forward to that time. So that's been kind of kind of nice, too. If you have multiple kids, it's nice to not have to all agree on one thing. Yeah. And you (laughs) can watch things on so many gadgets these days, too. Right. It's not like you just have the one TV, although there may be some people who do. That's cool. But, you know, if you've got a phone or if you've got a tablet, you know, you can go into another room with your one kid or two kids and watch a show and not disturb the other people in your house. It's kind of nice if you have those options. I love that idea. I think I might have to take you up on that. So what are you watching right now? Like, what's happening? Okay, so speaking of one kid at a time, here's what I most recently finished. Okay, Thalia had seen a show called I'm Not Okay With This. Yes. And she loved it so much. As soon as she finished, she said, I want to watch it again with you. And I was like, all right. Well, there's only a few episodes, so two days done. It's really fun. There's a lot of like throwback to 80s kind of horror movies slash thrillers. It's based on a comic book, so it's got that kind of vibe. It's a little Stranger Things. It's a little Carrie. It's a little Firestarter. Like it's, it's, but it's really fun. And it's all kind of wrapped up in a high school dramedy. So the characters are really good, really relatable, adorable. Like I love all their relationships. It's fun, but it's very dark, very dark. This is like not to watch with your seven year olds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was curious about that one because I felt it was very similar to like kind of Stranger Things, which I did end up watching and enjoyed. Yeah. But it's not like a lighthearted romp through the forest. <laughs> no, I'll give you, I'll give you like I don't want to give spoilers so for all of our listeners this is not film theory <laughs> on YouTube oh I god I, go I, if the... people think it is I, I love film... <laughs> I could do that I mean I love not as well but you know I could do a bad version of film theory I, I love that stuff but we're not going to give away stuff so I'm trying to do this without spoilers but the very basic essence of it is a high school girl who feels kind of like an outcast kind of alone she has a best friend for the first time who happens to be very popular and cool the best friend dates the like star football player player and so she feels kind of alone again. There's the cute neighbor next door who likes her, but she's kind of not sure she's into him. And meanwhile, she's grappling with like hating her mom and her dad committed suicide a year before. And so she's got stuff going on in life when suddenly she realizes she may have powers. Oh, the powers. I'll leave it at that. So it's fun. All right. I'm not okay with this. Good for older kids. That was a very good description. Thank you. I feel like I can get behind that one. Film theory. Call me. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we know you want to teach a whole class on Greece. I do. I do. The feminist (laughs) sub-themes of Greece. I do. Okay, so I'm finishing out the last season of Schitt's Creek. 
which <gasps> you still haven't gotten I to yet. I have not even watched the first season. Oh my gosh. You love it? You love it so Okay, much, so right? let me tell you about this, and I feel like I've I've gone off about this before, but I'm going to do it again because it needs to be said, okay? Yes. I was one of the many people, there are many people like me out there, who watched the first and second episode of Schitt's Creek and was like, this is stupid, not funny, don't care that it's Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, hate it. And I put it aside for like, two years, okay? And then every person who I love and respect who has a great sense of humor was like, you've got to give it a try. It's really funny. And I'm like, who are you? Like, what are you talking about? So is it the kind of show that kind of picks up or finds its footing after the beginning? And you know what? Someone described it as like breaking good. Ah! Like they're they're really annoying, awful people in a way, but they just slowly progressively get better. So I tell everyone, and I'm going to tell you, Liz, you just got to power through that first season because once you kind of get through to the later episodes in season one into season two, you'll be hooked. It's hilarious. They all come into their characters so much more in the in the later seasons, which I know happens with a lot of shows. It is so, so good. And it's the final season. There's only two more episodes left. I'm, ugh, I can't believe it's it. It's in my queue. It's, okay, good. I, I mean, it's, yeah, I really, really, really want to watch it. But again, like, you know how I have some shows that we all watch as a family, some with my kids. There are also some shows that John and I watch together and then some shows where, you know, like he's doing work on the computer at night and I'm like, I'll just watch this. So I think I'm trying to figure out whether he'll watch that with me. I th- That's what I've been waiting for. But I'm ready to be like, step to it, dude. <laughs> I'm putting it on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what else are you watching currently? Okay, so right now, we speaking of dark, oh, oh my boy. God. I don't know if this is for you. I am no. watching Hunters. Oh, yeah. You know, I, it I'm kind is of on the fence about that. I, let me so say good. this before you get into it. Okay. I feel like there are a lot of people like me who, like, I like some of the thrillers, too. Like, I'm not completely against. I know I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I like that kind of stuff, but... I've been having trouble with that stuff lately. I know a lot of people aren't sleeping well. So just putting it out there that you can put those shows aside if you don't think you can watch them right now and you oh, can watch them later. Most people are. But you or love like, it. Most people are like you. you. Love yeah, it? I actually, I just did a thing on my personal Instagram on Mom101 this week where I was asking people for recommendations and we will go over some of them today. Some people right now like really watching like the dark brooding kind of cathartic stuff and some people like watching the light silly stuff, which are you. And it was like... I don't know, 8515 people liking the silly stuff right now. So yes. I may be a rare breed. I, I don't know, something about like really dark stuff just completely takes me out of this world. So Hunters is, it's executive produced by Jordan Peele. It is absolutely like, okay, I'll tell you what my mind does. I go from, this is so brilliant. This is the most brilliant conceptual thing I've ever seen to what the hell am I doing? Why am I watching this? This is horrible. This is evil. I'm reliving the Holocaust. This is traumatic. Oh, no. So, oh, my God. This is so cathartic and fabulous. Go get them. Take them down. So okay. that's my non-spoiler synopsis. If we were sitting on the couch with you, right? And we're kind of inside your brain, exactly. which sounds a little so weird. It's, and by the way, my, my parents had said this, and I actually agree with them. They said it's kind of the first time that Al Pacino is not playing Al Pacino. Oh, that's an interesting observation. Like he's the it's it's really kind of based on the true story in the 70s of these Jewish Nazi hunters that went around and tracked down all the Nazis that were given um safe harbor in the United States by our government. So, uh mm. yeah, but wow. but there's also really funny stuff and really dark stuff and really weird stuff and 
again, a lot of catharsis, but it's a lot of a heavy Holocaust flashbacks. So it depends oh boy. if you can handle that or not. You know, I, I do have, I do have some, some moments where it's hard for me, but, um, I have like a couple episodes left and I'll let you know how it goes. All right. Well, yeah, that is not on my list. <laughs> but you like Westworld, which surprised okay, me. I do watch Westworld. I love Westworld. Um, they're robots. It's a little different, right? Like, you know, there's robots involved. I will say this because <laughs> I've heard this season, a few people have told me that this season is going to be a little easier to follow because if people have watched the first season, the second season, I felt like like you should have gotten a PhD when you were done. Like if you could yeah. explain what happened in season two, like you should have been awarded like an honorary PhD. I, you like, know, <laughs> I'm like a serious movie buff and every single episode I had to go back to Vulture yes. or another website and read the recaps because I was totally. like, oh, that's what happened. So right. I also right. had trouble with some of it. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Two episodes into season three, not giving you any spoilers, but I will tell you this. It's hard to believe it's been two years. So if you're like me and you watch a lot of shows and you, I don't know, have a life, <laughs> you might want to watch the season two recap because I'm not kidding. We watched the first episode and I'm like, who's that again? Wait, did they die? Like, I don't usually do that. I usually have a great memory, but this show is just so complicated that it's, I'm just saying, I recommend before you watch season three, go back and watch a recap of season two or at least the last episode because it's been a while. Yeah. Or go find like the really good YouTube people who do oh, excellent yes. good recaps point. of seasons. Like that might be helpful. Uh, maybe we can find a good one that we could link up on Cool Mom Picks that can help people catch up a little bit. And actually, I was also surprised to see that you're excited to see Killing Eve. I love Killing Eve, but that's really dark. Nah, I see. <laughs> I mean, you always, you always you know. peg me for someone who doesn't like thrillers, and I do. I just don't like like Game of Thrones kind of like torturous, like all those kinds of things. I like smart thrillers. I like good writing. I like that kind of stuff. And you know, Killing Eve. So you're more thriller than like adventure or fantasy. Yeah, kind of accurate. Yeah, yes. I just don't like large amounts of like torturous violence. Uh, <laughs> like, well, for what it's worth. It settles. Game of Thrones. For those of you who actually didn't see it for that reason, like the first season, you're like, oh, God, everything is so bloody and horrible. And yeah. it really, that, that all settles. Okay. Well, that's a lot good more to kind know. of that's supernatural and less heads on pikes. I, yeah. See, I'm not, a, yeah, heads on pikes is like a tough one for me. <laughs> that's like, yeah, it I'm gets, like, it, I'm you like, know, they had a lot of seasons to iron things out and it got a little less shocking. But Killing Eve... I mean, Killing Eve, first season, if if no one has seen it, BBC America, you can find it there. Killing Eve, first season, written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who we love from Fleabag. Fleabag. Fantastic acting. Jodie Comer, Sandra Oh. And then season two was pretty good. Not as, as good as the first season, I thought. And I'm so excited that they moved up season three. Like, I cannot wait. I know. Wait. I cannot wait. Actually, I'm really happy to see... I mean, look, I am sending all the love and support out there for every everybody who's impacted by all this stuff in Hollywood. Yes. Um, but I'm really glad to see that they've moved a lot of things that were still in the movies are now available to buy on Apple TV or Amazon. So, you know, spend the 18 bucks. You're supporting Hollywood and it costs a lot less than taking your family to the movies. Oh my gosh. 
Or I know. they're moving things like to on demand faster, like they moved Frozen 2 to uh, Disney Plus before, you know, they were expecting to do that because it was still just barely in theaters. Yeah. I mean, I was going to rent Emma because I was like, oh, this should be like light and fun. And it was 20 bucks. And for all of us to watch a movie for $20 is kind of insane, honestly, because like six people, well, you know, yeah. six people at a movie theater, forget it. That's like an over $100 investment. So it's true. And I yeah. know, I know everyone, you know, is a little tight right now and people are saving money. But I also think we have a very strange perception of paying to buy a movie. That's for true. Some reason. Like people see buy a movie. Why would I want to buy it? How many times am I going to watch it? And I'm like, think of it as a expensive rental. <laughs> like you can see it again in a few years or not. But either way, you know, make your own popcorn. Stay at home, please. And it's still a lot less than going to the theater. So plus these days, really, I, I just want to support Hollywood so much. So I'm willing to buy all the movies. So you've got a few things on your light list, like things that are light yeah. and fun that some of them I've seen, some of them I haven't. So, you know, we can talk about Encore, which I think I mentioned before yes. on the show. I can't believe you have. Have you not seen that yet? Well, now now I have. So okay. it's on Disney Plus. And yes. it was my kids who like said I had to watch it. And I think probably you said I had to watch it also and I was like all right I'm convinced and so for those of you who haven't seen it it's especially great if you love musical theater yes. but it reminds me of musical theater meets that VH1 where are they now one hit wonder reunion show do you remember they used to do that I they do. Get, like flock of seagulls and they track them all down that's going deep yes deep cuts Kristen deep cuts. <laughs> it's produced by Kristen Bell encore and what they do is they go to high schools where they performed like Annie in the 80s or <laughs> Greece in 1990 and they tracked down all the now grown adults who were in these regular old high school musicals and they bring them back together with a real Hollywood producer and have them reenact the plays again and it's so fun I would say watch Annie watch Grease. The Beauty and the Beast one is pretty fun, but we've all agreed that we kind of don't really like the ones where the people they're reuniting are only like 10 years out of high school. Oh yeah, we like the old ones. We like yeah. go way back. We like, yeah, when like they, the like 20 the... something still don't have their shit together, you know, and they're still like, <laughs> you know, stressed out about who was popular in high school and stuff. I know, it's, it's much so more funny. interesting to watch the like 40 and 50 somethings also, like wearing poodle skirts and the bobby socks. <laughs> oh, it's really fun. Yeah, overall I liked all the episodes. I did find my Myself tearing up a few times. So it's a yeah. little bit, it's it's very touching. And I think that they do a nice job of making people feel confident. I think it's really hard to come back and do something like that, right? So overall, like, yeah. and intimidating to have like a Broadway director and a musical director and a choreographer. So I think they really try to make everyone look good because it yeah, could go another way, right? They, like, well, it, could it also be like... reminds you that a really good director can bring great performances out of anybody. Yes, yes. But it also reminds me for those of us who sang or danced or performed of any kind in, in high school and suck now, it reminds you that you're not the only one who's lost all your talent. <laughs> so they had like they like show videos of somebody who was like the amazing singer in high school and you hear them now and you're like, oh God. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that it's it is a little comforting, let's be honest. You're like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not so bad. Okay, Dairy Girls, you've seen Dairy Girls, yes? Yes, I started watching okay. it again oh with God. Sage. So Sage is 12. So good. Here's my suggestion though. Okay, so Dairy Girls, we've talked about it before. I think it was your cool pick of the week. It's about a group of high school girls who are good friends in about 1990 in a place called Londonderry, Ireland, during all the conflicts between England and Ireland. And their town is 
is called London Dairy, but someone crosses out London and they only call it Dairy because of all the issues. And so it takes place with the background of, you know, IRA bombings and, you know, hatred of England. It's really funny, though. Really, really, really funny. Ugh, it's the so only quick. thing is the bro. It's so it's so quick. hard. And the girls yes. are so funny and so over yes. the top. They go yes. to a Catholic school. The sisters are all hilarious. Ugh, amazing. But, um, here's my suggestion. If you're going to watch it, it's on Netflix. Turn on the subtitles. Yes. Because otherwise it's very hard to follow unless you have an ear for um, really strong Irish bro. Or you turn the volume up to like 62. You know what I mean? It's it's very it hard to follow. It so fast. And there's so much <laughs> slang that we're not used to. So t- yeah. Sage is like, what are they saying about knickers? I'm like, oh, okay, that's underwear. <laughs> you know, so yes. seeing it is helpful. So I would suggest that. But yeah, very, very funny. Ugh, that's one of my favorites. I can't wait for the next season of that one to come out. But you know what? It's funny. I didn't think of doing the captions until like near the end. And so I feel like I want to just go back. It's one of those where you can just watch, totally escape, have a laugh. If you're a kid, like, I went to college in the early 90s. So the music, you know, they're playing like No Doubt, like all just it's really, really fun. And also so. like late late 80s stuff, which is really great. It's just fun. Yes. Great soundtrack. It's really well produced. You're right. It's very fast. <sighs> and that was a trick, by the way, I picked up with Peaky Blinders because I loved that for another That's smart. very dark show. Yeah, it's really smart. Um, and I could not understand anything they were saying. So we turned on the subject titles and we're like okay we're like the old people now with the big subtitles but it helped us a lot <laughs> so are there a few shows that you're excited you know we know killing eve just they moved that up but there are there a few or even maybe more that you're excited to see that aren't out yet yes okay well let me just let me just give one more recommendation this is something kind of strange it doesn't sound like anything i would like but my brother who he and i have very much the same humor his favorite movie in the whole world is willy wonka if that helps and we still okay. like can quote every single line from like Grease or A Christmas Story or Elf together. So he said, you have to watch the show called Impractical Jokers. Have you seen it? Oh, God. Yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, God, I can't. I can't. And he's like, no, no, no. Just watch this one. He said, season eight, episode 24. It's called The Shame of Water. And I'm like, all right. I don't know. It's like a bunch of guys. Clearly, they were like in an improv team or something and they try to That's do practical generous, jokes on each okay. other. okay, I have strong and, feelings about okay, this show, well, wait, so carry on. Let me on. just tell you, the one episode <laughs> I saw, at the very end, they do um, some kind of challenge, which is, you know, whatever, it's all set up, but if somebody fails the dares up front, then they have to do some kind of challenge. And what they did was they had one of the guys go into... I'm going to laugh just talking about it. He had to go into the Times Square branch of Dallas Barbecue, which is this big, like, margarita and chicken wings kind of place in New York. And they made him serve water to all the patrons while wearing um, these drunk glasses that can distort your vision. Oh, God. And it was the funniest thing I ever saw. Like, if you just want to laugh until you cry for 15 minutes, just watch episode 24. It's called The Shame of Water on Impractical Jokers. Just skip to the end. That's all I will tell you. We were crying. <laughs> we were clutching our stomachs and That crying. sounds like the compilation videos of people slipping on ice. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, that's no. pretty funny, it's but so overall, funny. It that is show so, makes me nuts. I mean, it's so funny. So anyway, I can't say I can recommend the whole show because I have not watched it all. But if you just want to laugh, that is like a guaranteed sure thing. You can't not laugh, Kristen. I'm gonna make you watch it. That's your oh, I'll watch that. After this. My kids, but then my kids will be excited. And like, I I don't allow that show. Like, I let my son watch Shrill. Okay, so like, I'm fine with the kids having watching shows with adult themes, depending on how old they are. But that show <laughs> drives me. <laughs> 
bananas. So, but I will watch that episode for you. I will watch it because it does sound okay. funny. But like Good. one episode out of 600,000, that's a tough Okay, one. well, I'm just saying, look, if you want 10 minutes of laughing and you don't want to like binge an entire yeah, season to I'll get take to it. like the good parts, I'm just saying skip right to uh, that. I promise yeah, absolutely. you. Like, right, you can write to me, spondatcoolmompics.com if you hate it and yell at me and I will give you those 10 <laughs> minutes back somehow. <laughs> well, I think that they will probably like that. But I'm just warning everybody else that if you watch other episodes, you might end up being as annoyed by like me <laughs> by enough, those guys. Okay, okay, and okay, here so... and then here's one thing I have to turn back to you. I can't get into cheer. Oh, well. I really? can't get into it. I know you love it and everyone in the world loves it. I just can't. Oh, I just I, like, love can't it. Get into I, but it. I'm I like that kind of stuff though. I'm like a I don't know. I do too. Really? Yeah, my kids couldn't get into it either. I have expected that you would like that. I mean, I don't know. You, you, the things you like, I don't like. So it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> what? We both like Killing Eve. What are you talking about? We do like Killing Eve. But overall, yeah, I know. You don't like cheer. I'm super into, like, I love competitive cheerleading. So, like, I'm going into that, loving it. And I also love these. I mean, they're like human interest stories, right? I love that, too. Kids. I watch documentaries, like, nonstop. I love that stuff. I want to see Crip Camp, the documentary that the Obamas yeah. produced. Like, I'm yeah, so yeah. excited to see that. Yeah, that's so on my list, I, I'm with for you, sure. but uh, I can't get into cheer. So, no, I don't okay. know. Maybe I need to push through. All right, so let's talk about a few things. So, on Instagram, thank you so much to all yeah, of the Yeah, lots of people sent us recommendations. Tons of recommendations. So, first, let me just say... I am really not sure about Tiger King. I know it's the okay, number one show right now. Can we just talk about this for a minute? Let's just I'm a because little concerned. here's the thing. <laughs> it was a podcast. Like I find it fascinating, right? That nobody is talking about the fact that this was a podcast. Like I, I didn't even know that. Yes, I I have already listened to this story and made it through this horrendous person's existence on the podcast. So what you're saying, Kristen, is that Spawned with Kristen and Liz could be the number one Netflix series in a matter. Of months. <laughs> I, I I hope so. That's possible, right? Just me and you standing in our closets. I mean, there's something. But it's like about horrible people doing horrible things, right? To animals, yes. Yeah. And to other people, 100%. Because I've heard people say, you got to watch it just because it's so crazy. And I've heard people say, I get nothing out of it. These people are horrible. They're just watching it for the entertainment value and they're not even making a point. And other people saying, no, 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 they're totally making a point about animal cruelty and it's important to watch. And I don't know. I don't know what to do because I have very, very strong voice. It's like the angel and devil on my shoulders. Like I have people yelling in both ears and I'm not sure who to listen to. It's unbelievable, honestly, that this happened. But I would tell people, if you're on the fence, listen to the podcast. It's on Wondery. It's called Joe Exotic. They did a fantastic job. They have clips. They tell the story from different perspectives. I did not feel as overwhelmed as I've heard people have been about the tragedies that are happening to the animals, right? Like, I, I didn't get that as much. Like, you know things are happening, but I think visually that must be really difficult to see. So that's where I'm coming from. I just Interesting. Find it, yeah. So anyway, I know the story. I haven't watched it because I'm like, I listened to it. I'm good. You know, like, <laughs> I'm good. I know what happens in the end. Okay. So. Well, here's another one that was recommended that I actually hadn't heard of, but okay. like, it's called Gavin and Stacy. Do oh, you know this? No. And, oh, you don't know it either? Okay. I Okay. So when I posted it as a recommendation, so many people DM'd me and said, <gasps> best show ever. Why so are they here's keeping the it deal. to themselves? Well, listen, this sounds like something we would both really like. It's about a 10-year-old show. It was created by James Corden. Oh, and love Ruth him. Jones. Yes. So British sitcom, romance. Okay. And 
from what I can tell, it's like it looks really good. I mean, it's gotten really good reviews. People seem to love it. Here's the storyline on IMDb. Gavin and Stacey have been continuing their romance online and by telephone for the last six months. Now they want to be together, but will their friends and family let them? Ooh. So it sounds like your kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. I'm putting that on my list. Yes. BBC show. And okay. um, yeah, so I'm like, okay, that sounds really fun. That seems like light and fun and my kind of thing. And hey, these days, who isn't getting together via the internet and texting. (laughs) I know, right? That's kind of funny. You know, one of the tips that I tell people when they're looking for shows, like I always go and look at the British shows. I go on BBC. I feel like some of them we haven't seen before. It's the comedies. I don't know. I just like that humor. So I've, I've found a lot of success in terms of finding new shows that not a lot of people have spoken about by going over to BBC. That's my little tip about finding shows. And speaking of which, um, a few people also recommend Glow Up, Britain's Next Makeup Star. Have you seen this? I have. I have. Because it doesn't seem like my kind of show, but a couple people say it's actually really lovely and done really well, and so I was going to ask you about that. It is. It's fun. You know, it's a makeup show, right? And so it's kind of like you've seen like the tattoo shows where they do, you know, it's like a competition show, Uh, but it is really interesting. Yeah, it's fun. My, You know what? I like to watch it with my girls because they all love to do makeup, so it's a really fun one to watch, Glow Up. And we actually just finished Next in Fashion, which is sort of like a project runway but it's hosted by Tan France from Queer Eye and Alexa Chung and they're adorable and the show is lovely like there's not a lot of drama between the it's kind of like British baking show meets a fashion because everyone's really sweet and supportive of each other you like those um, creative competition shows I do I do and the people are amazing. Like, the contestants are incredible. Like, incredible. So if you're looking for something kind of fun, competition-y, you know, next in fashion, just finish that cool. one. Cool. Well, here's one more BBC one that was okay. recommended. Actually, I'm not entirely sure it's BBC. I presume it is because it's British. But um, yes. it's called Jeeves and Worcester. Do you know okay, that? First of all, just hold on. What's up with BBC shows? I feel like, is there like a generator that we can go online and generate BBC show titles with two names? <laughs> <laughs> Gavin and Stacey. Jeeves and Worcester is Jeeves Hugh Laurie. <laughs> it's Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry from like Ooh. the early 90s. It's okay, an old, cool. you know, sitcom. And also people were like raving about this in our feed. They were saying it's so great if you like Black Adder, if you like those kinds of shows, if you like oh. House. So okay. it chronicles the misadventures, romantic and otherwise, of the impeccably dressed Bertie Worcester and his trusty and sagacious, sagacious, sagacious? Sagacious valet, Jeeves, peppered with sporting dialogue and memorable, dim-witted, and eccentric characters. That sounds kind of up my alley these days, and I love Hugh Laurie, and I love Stephen Fry. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. It sounds like it was made for you. Now, here's another one that sounds like it was made for you, because I know you like the period dramas, Ugh, and so do I. No. You don't like period dramas? I know where you're going. What? Okay, tell me what you know about Outlander. Okay, let's talk about this. Are you yeah, ready? Yeah, because I, I don't know much about it. So, here's the thing with Outlander, all right? The series is based on the books, which are were huge successes. The concept is fascinating, right? Woman in, I believe it's like World War II, ends up going back in time, back like super far back in time, meets a very sexy Scottish man who I follow on Instagram and Twitter, just putting that out there. So, <laughs> What's his name? Give him a shout out so we can add him and maybe he'll like write to you. Oh, Sam Hewen? You can, you can yeah. have a pen pal. Okay, there hello. All right. Hey, Sam. Here's the thing. 
It is on stars. And so stars, if you know stars. I love I feel stars. Like, okay, I love stars too, but it feels like there is more aggressive man things happening. Like they show oh. the violence like extra. Like a lot of the like, you know, there's a scene where he's whipped by somebody and it's like not a sexy kind of whipping. And it's like, it's like they show his scar, like the blood flowing from his back. And you're like, that wasn't necessary. However, the sex is hot. <laughs> really? Really? Yes. <laughs> the wedding episode, if you're an Outlander fan, you know what I'm talking about. I may have watched that episode several times. <laughs> <laughs> Alone. In bed. Alone. And it is very good. So okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I only watched the first season because I've heard from a lot of people that you know, it is heavy, kind of on that manly violence, like raw. And I honestly, he's just hot. And I just wanted to see him have sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's my review of Outlander. Okay, there's another there's another show I really want to see that I know you won't want to see. It's called Altered Carbon. I know very little about it, but some people have recommended it. And the tags they use on Netflix is mind-bending, dystopian, violent. So I was like, Ooh. oh, that sounds fun. And then I was like, oh, Kristen will probably hate that. <laughs> you know what? Uh, those are the three words that I use to describe every show that I love. I want to make sure every show is mind-bending, dystopian, and violent. <laughs> okay, here's something not dystopian also on my list i'm dying to see self-made yes i know with That's octavia on my list spencer too. i would watch her yes. read the phone book i think she's amazing and yeah. i really really want to see that so that's like tops on my list without the kids right now oh yeah that's good i like where we're going with this go without the kids you know the new season of insecure comes out on hbo uh season four it'll be out on april 12th. i have not seen any of no them. you gotta watch it's so I great Issa Rae is fantastic it's a poc led cast fabulously written acted I know, it's supposed Ugh. to be fantastic actually i have dear white people on my list also which i always start and then somebody needs me and i leave so i feel like i've watched the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the first episode like 14 times already <laughs> So that's going to be another one like that I'm just going to shut the door and start watching finally because I like I love everybody who's in it. Well, yeah. And I mean, there there's just too many. So what are we going to do? We're going to put all these up on Cool Mom Picks or the, the recommendations so people can find all of these things. Yeah. And then I okay. would love if you all would add some of your own favorites yes. or ones we should never watch ever or ones you're looking forward to and put them in comments to help everybody else because I know we are not alone in our um, mindless binge-watching, time-passing activities these days. And you know what? That's okay. You don't have to apologize to anyone. You do not have to write King Lear. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking Amen. about? That tweet that went viral? No. You don't know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. So for... Well, I mean, I know what you're saying, and I feel yeah, like I've yeah. seen it, but most... That's like kind of like the sentiment, right? Yeah. So yes. I think it was Roseanne Cash. Yeah. Like early on when we all got quarantined in New York, she was kind of looking at the silver lining and I love her. She's one of my favorite Twitter follows. And she said something like, you know, just a reminder, Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the plague. Oh God. <laughs> Seriously? And the comments, 
you got to find it on Twitter. The responses are the funniest <laughs> thing ever. And she has a great sense of humor. She was laughing too. Oh, people good. were like, you should also know he masturbated a lot during the plague. And some That's people awesome. were saying things like, yeah, I bet he didn't have to deal with childcare and homeschooling. <laughs> and somebody else was like, um, didn't he write all his plays during the plague? <laughs> like, it was really great. That is really funny. Yeah. So if you're feeling non-productive and just want to input instead of outputting, you know what? It's okay. I think we need a shirt that says that. That's a really good shirt, Liz. Time to input. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I like that. Okay, great. Well, we will be right back with our cool picks of the week after this. So, Kristen, not only are we binge watching, we are binge playing these days. How about you? Oh, yes. So much fun family gaming time. Yes. Tons and tons of gaming in my house, and I'm all for it. And you know what? So excited to introduce everyone to our newest sponsor, a new video game, Gigantosaurus the Game. Actually, you may even know it from Gigantosaurus the TV show, which your kids are probably watching if they're a little bit younger. If they are, they're going to love this new game that's available for Nintendo Switch, which is our device of choice these days, Xbox One, PS4, or you can just download it for PC. And it's based on the popular Disney Junior show, combining adventures, puzzles, racing with up to 12 hours of story gameplay for kids four to eight. That should keep them quite busy. And hey, if you're the type of parent who's like half hour a day, that's like almost a whole month you got right there. (laughs) I like the way you think. That was really good math, Liz. I'm impressed. You You did that very, very quickly. (laughs) So here's how the game works. You can race your dino friends to discover the secrets of Gigantosaurus and you can save the world and what's great is that kids can play by themselves they can play together or you can play as a whole family which we have recommended on this podcast as well as on Cool Mom Tech Family Game Time. And I think both of those things are really important these days. Honestly it's good to give your kids time alone like sit, play, be alone be alone with your thoughts. So good. And then get back together and play as a family. Like I think it's all good right now. We are very chill with the playing and the watching and so I'm I'm really happy that a game like this has come along right at a time that parents are really desperate to find things to entertain their four to eight year olds that do not involve them having to sing along all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you're looking for Gigantosaurus the game by Outright Games, it is available now for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on Amazon.com. Or you can go to GameStop.com, Target.com, or just directly download it right to your PC or your console. Yes. Everything she said, I agree with. (laughs) And now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! Okay, so I'll go first. And my Cool Pick of the Week, it's actually six of them. I know I'm being very greedy with my Cool Picks. So I am an extrovert. I have been really missing the connections with my friends. Like, we're on kind of almost week three here with our quarantine. And I love Zoom. I love House Party. I love all the things that we've been trying to do to stay connected. But it's just not enough. So what I did is put together a post on Cool Mom Picks with six ideas for, like, little gifts, and small packages that you can send to stay connected with your faraway friends and family. And they're not just like, here is a thing I bought you, (laughs) which is great, but it's more like things that remind them of you or remind them of where you're from. So ideas kind of like homesick candle, which we've mentioned on this podcast. They have candles that represent scents from cities, countries, and states. Yes, we have a few ourselves. I love those. And, you know, or you could send like a local food gift. I mean, I know everyone is making bread now. I'm not making bread. <laughs> I but 
everyone not seems to bread. be making bread. But you know, you can send something like a loaf of bread. You can. There are a lot of places you can send cookies. You can send all kinds of foods, maybe from your area. That then I don't know. It's just like an extra special way to connect with those people that are far away right now. And some of the, some people are just down the road, and you haven't been able to see them. And some people are really far away. So. Anyway, six ideas if you're looking to connect with people. Also, you can help support local businesses and small businesses when you do this. So we'll link this up over on our podcast page. But I love that. That's my cool pick of the week. What about you? God, okay. There are so many cool picks. I don't even know where to start. So I'm going to refer also to a cool mom picks post that I wrote because it helps support lots of different companies. But I am expressing gratitude to all the companies who are doing free things for us right now. Oh, yes. Great. And so I put together a post of all the best free classes and memberships online right now. We're not talking about like three-day free trial. We're talking 90 days free Peloton workouts or free Met Opera performances every night. Like really, really good things. But I especially want to give a shout out to the weekly classes. I mentioned this earlier on Instagram from the (laughs) one and only Debbie Allen. I'm not kidding. This is my life. You have no idea. Like you guys know, all of you listeners who are long-term listeners and Kristen, you especially, how I always like start an exercise regime and then you don't hear about it for a while and then I start (laughs) then you don't hear about it I am so into this it started like a week ago she's doing them actually she's doing them more frequently now it started just on Wednesdays where Debbie Allen the one and only like who was the dance teacher in fame who actually choreographed all of fame she's probably around 70 now she's phenomenal and she's doing really easy kind of beginner style dance classes live on Instagram on her feed it's the real Debbie Allen she saves them and archives the Instagram live so that you can do them anytime so I've already taken her regular kind of jazzy fun dance class it does doesn't matter how bad I suck because no one can see me. I took a tap class with a guest artist today. That was so fun. I was oh tap dancing, gosh. Kristen. And the salsa class is probably my favorite so far. But um, she's also doing them for little kids. Like, I think she's doing them for younger kids Saturdays at 11 Pacific and 2 uh, Eastern. So you can watch it live or you can just hit her feed. And I'm just so grateful that she's doing this. Um you know, artists are really struggling right now. I want to support them any way I can. And oh my God, the idea of taking a class with Debbie Allen, like high school me sobbed through the entire uh, <laughs> first one. I'm dead serious. Aww. I was so emotional after taking that class. If I could have ever imagined that I would be taking some kind of class with Debbie Allen, I mean, holy cow. And they're really good and really fun. And it doesn't matter if you suck and you get to sweat for a half an hour. It's great. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, I love you can that. find more information on Cool Mom Picks. Just look for the um, I think it's actually right at the top of our page, all the best free classes and memberships right now. That gets a mention, and there's plenty more where that came from. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we will link everything up on our podcast page. And if you have any ideas or you've come across some freebies or awesome gift ideas or binge-watch-worthy shows, drop us an email. We would love to hear from you. Spawned at coolmompicks.com. You can find us on social media or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all of the things. We are there. We're there more <laughs> often than ever these days. <laughs> I know. So you can exactly. definitely find us. And um, yeah, we love hearing from you. And again, we're all kind of missing human contact these days. So we're checking in a lot and we really would love to hear from all of you. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawned. Huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. And hey, if you've got a few seconds, which uh, pretty much all of us do right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
not. No excuses. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Download our episodes and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Can I ask you this, Liz? Do, yes. do you think people understand what that means? Because we say it every week, and I wonder if people understand what happens when you subscribe to a show. Maybe we should tell people? Is that is it logical? Uh, I don't know. I, I, well, I mean, it seems like our numbers are going up every week, so I'm hoping more and more people understand. But I would say it means that every time a new one comes up, when you open your podcast app, bloop, it like pops right to yes, the top of your library so you can see what's recently been updated. So, for example, there's shows I love, and then I don't see them because they have an updated for a month. So if you subscribe, right. it'll pop right up and you won't miss an episode. And hey, we are a small business too. And we really appreciate all of your support. Uh, you can also join our Spawned podcast community on Facebook, where we chat about the show topics and pretty much anything else you'd like to talk about. We've been sharing some funny memes in there. People have been asking questions. It's a great place to be. And since we're all on social media so much these days, why don't you come on over and talk to us? We would love to have you over there. It is a safe and fun space. I think we can say safe and fun. Is that fair to say? Yes. That's a fantastic way to describe, especially <laughs> these days. Safe and fun is important. Safe and fun. Exactly. We need more of that. <laughs> well, hey, thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Liz. And this is Kristen. Have a great day. Bye. Wash your hands. 